0: to the Turn Up The Volume On Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up The Volume On Your Voice. I hope you are well. I'm in the midst of house moving. I was going to say hell, but then that makes it into a little poem. I hope you're well. I'm in the midst of house moving hell. And actually it's not hell, it's just stressful. Hell is a lot worse than moving house. I hope. Please, because this can't be the worst thing in the world. Anyway, I digress. I am here to talk to you about something else, not me moving house, although that is a little bit connected, much like last week, the whole spring clean thing. There are thoughts that have come into my head as we've gotten ready to move house that have inspired this um, little few episodes of the podcast. And it is my soon to be reclaimed by nature back garden that is the inspiration for this episode. In particular, the lawn. Although if I call it a lawn, I think I am stretching the definition of the word lawn. It's more like a wild flower meadow. It's beautiful. Just it might not be what the people who are buying our house expect. But with all the rain we have had the last few weeks, the lawn has gone crazy chaotic. That's the only thing. It's gone very nature. And it's caught my eye particularly just how much the wildflowers, or weeds if you must, have just shot up this last few weeks. I think the biggest clue that that it might be a little bit out of control was when Buddy the cat got lost in the wilderness. He went outside and all of a sudden just disappeared. It was like something from a David Attenborough documentary. (laughs) cat plowing through his way through the undergrowth. (laughs) So yes, the conditions for growth in the back garden have been somewhat spectacular. Rain, not too cold, whoosh, that is the sound of wildflowers, uh, dandelions mainly, growing. Oh, and the occasional bluebell as well. But it also got me thinking, honestly, there is a podcast connection. It got me thinking about how you can help your podcast grow. Tenuous, I know, but we're going with it. And the good news is it doesn't involve non-stop rain. Hooray! There are, of course, some really obvious ways you can boost the growth of your podcast. You can be consistent. You can be a guest on someone else's podcast, get a guest on your podcast. Make sure your sound quality is properly decent. Advertise your podcast. Use social media. So they're just a few of the really obvious ways that you can boost the growth of your podcast. But I thought I'd give you five other ways that you might not have already considered to help grow your podcast just like my back garden is growing. So first of all, you can team up. I'm a big fan of a good collab yes, all that collaboration for me. And I think working with people is far better than working in competition with people. And in podcasts, especially, it's such a great community of really good people. Well, certainly the people I've met. And there are loads of opportunities to work with people together. So how can you use that to your advantage to grow your audience? Well, first off, you can find other podcasters who are talking to your audience and approach them about joining forces together and working together. And by working together, I mean getting on each other's podcasts. This can be something as simple as a bit of cross-promotion. So you point people to their podcast, they point people to yours. This can be across the podcast episodes, social media, emails, etc. Another way of working together is to do a podcast swap. So if they have an episode that will be really useful to your audience, then you could repurpose it for your podcast. So when I say repurpose, what I mean is you play it out as one of your podcast episodes. But what you should do at the beginning is introduce it to say, hello, this is me. What you're about to hear isn't me. It's going to be really useful for you to hear it. This is what you're going to hear hear it kind of thing. And then afterwards, do a little do a little um, final thoughts like on Jerry Springer. This is what I thought about that episode. Some key takeaway points for me were this, this and this. I really enjoyed hearing this. I'm going to do this, that, that kind of thing. What you're not doing is ripping it off and passing it uh, off as your work and then they can do the same with one of your episodes. I really love this sort of thing. I think it's really interesting and really good way of getting some new ears across your work. And also, it's a great way to have an easier week if you've got a lot on. If only I'd got this in my head earlier, I could have done something for this week, which is house moving week, <laughs> and you might not have heard my voice. But there you go, you're getting extra me, you, you know, can't be, can't be too bad for you. As always, you've got to make sure that the content is right for your audience. You've got to give them value and make sure the content you're sharing on their podcast is right for their audience too. Now, I can already sense the, but Charlotte, will I lose my audience or worse, my potential clients? And this is my answer to that question. Yeah, okay, there is a threat that you might lose some people to the other podcast but I can guarantee you they weren't your ideal listener and they probably were never going to be potential clients of yours. If you're producing content that people want to listen to, then they will keep listening to you. And if you're offering a service that people want to use, they will pay you for it. If you'd have had this person on as a guest, then you totally should be up for a podcast swap. It's the same kind of thing, but with less work. But Charlotte, I can hear you cry. If nobody's losing significant listeners or clients, what's the point? How will anybody benefit? Well, because there's no law that says you can only listen to one podcast. I listen to lots. The idea is you are introducing you to a whole new audience who are going to be so wowed by what they hear that they want to hear more and will start listening to your podcast. And It may well be that they only need to hear you once and they are sold with what you do. Okay, smidge unlikely, not because you're not awesome, but because we all know people like to get to know you first. But the idea is you are just spreading yourself about. It's not meant to be rude. Uh, You are getting yourself out there and you are getting in front of other ears. That's what we're talking about here. And getting somebody else on having their episode on your podcast really helps boost your kind of your reputation by association that kind of thing especially if they're a really good um, person in their field so I think this is a great idea and I recommend you at least think about it another idea I think this is great as well I I think they're all great and I'm going to tell you they're all great individually have a podcast listening party I love a party but I particularly enjoy a party where I can stay at home and take part in the party whilst wearing my PJs and listening to podcasts and probably with a cup of tea rather than anything more exciting. That, my friend, is a winner. But what is a podcast listening party? Well, over on Twitter, musicians have been using listening parties to promote their work, go back and listen to old albums quite often sometimes they're new albums but normally it feels like this is a thing for kind of reminiscing and they do um they listen to them to create a bit of a buzz around what they're up to so this generally involves telling their followers they'll be pressing play on the record of their choice i don't know let's say 8 p.m on monday and you're invited to do the same so you're all experiencing that album together or listening to that album together together but apart that kind of thing they'll pick a hashtag so people can spread the words and then comment as the album is playing i've done this a few times with some of the albums that i've loved in the 90s all that brit pop era and that kind of that sense of being part of something that community sense and just having a little bit of reminisce about being a teenager has been so, so much fun. And yes, doing this with your podcast, will you be able to get that kind of reminiscence going? Mm, No, because it's a new podcast episode. But I'm sure you'll be able to create a really good sense of community. So this is what I think you should do. You should do a podcast listening party, pick a day and a time and say to your listeners that you're going to be doing this podcast listening party. Encourage them to join in. Encourage them to talk about the podcast on social media. Ask questions. Use a hashtag that is unique to you so you can search it and use it for your own kind of um, responding to people. You talk about the episode as it goes out. So for instance, if I was doing a podcast party for this episode, I would be pointing out the different ways you can grow your podcast as they came on the episode. So this could do with some prep. Personally, what I would do is have a few posts written, ready for me to put on whichever platform you're using. Now, for once, I'm going to say Twitter might be the best for this because it's that quick bang, 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 get it out, get it out. And that real sense of community for doing it. Um, so you pop them up at the appropriate time. That way you're not too busy, you know, typing, getting uh, RSI in your thumb as you're trying to keep up with the uh, the episode. Uh, it means you can keep the eye, your eye on the hashtag and respond to people in a really good way. I really can see this being a great way to build community and get interest in your podcast. And it might be something I try in the not too distant future. Just let me move house first and get all that sorted. Another thing you can do, is a competition or a giveaway. Now, this is quite a popular tactic at the moment for people to grow their podcasts. In fact, it's the one thing I often get emails from the podcast host the most that I'm listening to. Normally goes something along these lines. Hey, we're a one-to-one coaching session, a new tablet, AirPods, just some swag from me for writing review of the podcast and then sharing that review of the podcast on your socials. So, yeah, it's a really good way to encourage people to rate and review your podcast and then get them to share that review with their followers. Of course, there is a cost involved. It's the cost of the price of whatever goodies you're going to give away. And of course, postage, maybe you want insurance on it as well, but it doesn't have to be a high ticket item and it doesn't have to be a big kind of epic competition podcast movement, the big um, event over in America, runs um, a kind of affiliate scheme, but it's not an affiliate scheme, to get you to get your friends and contacts to sign up to their email list. In fact, having just had a proper look at it, they call it their ambassador scheme. So you get everything from mentions on their website to stickers, socks, artwork to and all expenses paid trip to podcast movement, depending on how many people sign up to their email list via your link. FYI, there's a link in the show notes. I'd love a trip to podcast movement. That would be perfect. Thank you. (laughs) You could offer something similar for getting people to listen or follow your podcast because it doesn't need to be tons and tons of people. I think the first kind of reward is three people to sign up to that email list from your link. That's all, you know, it can be that and you get a little mention on the website, I think that's what it is. And then the next level up, you get some stickers and I can't remember how many that is. So it doesn't need to be getting everyone to sign up that you know 500 people. 500 people is what it is to get a full all expenses paid trip to podcast movement. So, you know, Um, it doesn't have to be like that. It can just be Get three people to sign up. Here's a sticker. Get three people to sign up. Here is a notebook branded with your stuff on it. It can be that kind of thing. As always, here we go with the disclaimer. I am not a legal expert. I know, right? And so I really encourage you to check out whatever rules there are for the platforms that you want to run any competitions or giveaways on. I would also recommend getting some T's and C's and terms and conditions sorted as well, just to cover yourself. But this is just here as inspiration for you to just pick up and run with and come up with some fabulous ways of getting your podcast out there in front of new people and get some reviews which you can use to give A, a little boost to yourself and B, put out to the world in social media etc and keep growing your podcast. Here's a one, create a podcast panel. It's been a while since I've said this but Back in the old days, when I was on the radio, different radio stations would often have listener panels. These were groups of people who'd be asked questions about the radio station, what they heard, the music, the presenters, the content. Yes, okay, it's essentially a focus group. But if you had a focus group for your podcast, then you'd be able to ask them all the questions you have about your podcast. You know, the internal ones that you keep asking yourself. Is this good enough? Am I saying the right thing? Can people understand what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. The blah, blah, blah question is, of course, the most important question you'd meet up as often as you would like, but I would suggest you'd meet up with them at least quarterly. Now, I wouldn't have lots of people on the panel because that's when it gets a little messy, a little hard to control. And if you've got 10, 15 people, they're all going to have 10, 15 different ideas. And how will you know really which ones to focus on? But by getting this panel going, you're able to focus really hard on what you are delivering in your podcast. And better content will help lead to more growth. I love the idea of a panel. I think you can get a real kind of super fan panel going and get them to be really brutally honest with you, but in a really trusting sense. And that kind of feeling of being part of your team is only going to help them feel more part of your podcast and to help them feel like they've got a bit of ownership and they're really going to care about it. I promise you. I would ask people to commit for at least a year or at least a series, however it is you're running it, and you can pay them for their time or maybe offer some swag or give them some compensation in some way for the time that they're giving you. Because again, because again, it just makes sense to me to give them something extra to make it feel like they're contributing and their contribution is valued. And last but not least, I think is the most obvious and simple option going, make your podcast accessible. I know, by making your podcast accessible to as many people as possible, you are naturally increasing your potential audience base. But how can you do this? Well, the most simple way is to get your podcast transcribed. The transcription can go alongside your podcast episodes and it allows people who are deaf, who are hard of hearing or have auditory processing difficulties to follow your podcast. It's there as a backup, similar to subtitles. It's also a great tool for people who are listening to your podcast, but aren't native speakers to the language you are talking in. I remember all too well. In fact, it's still the subject of my anxiety nightmares, my German A-level. And trying to understand the spoken parts was far easier when I had a transcription of what was being said and I could follow along with reading it and hearing it at the same time. Now, I say easier. I never found German very easy. I got an E at A-level. Yeah, That was that was a proud, proud moment because everyone told me I was going to fail and I didn't. Ha. Yeah, I also get that transcription isn't cheap. It's not cheap or easy to do for every episode, but there are some free tools out there. Although don't rely on them 100%. You will end up needing to tidy it up. The automatic transcription services are by no means perfect. You kind of get what you pay for. And secondly, you also need to bear in mind that an audio transcription is going to need a bit of formatting too, to make it clear to read and clear to understand. Just putting it in uh, as it is, without a bit of human interaction, it just, it's really difficult to read. But you want to grow your podcast, there is an audience out there waiting and wanting to be part of your podcast but you're preventing them because they're unable to access your content. Making your podcast accessible is something that I really, really want you to consider. And I know what you're thinking because I'm thinking it too. I don't fully transcribe this podcast right now. But what I do do is I write the blog and then record the podcast based on the blog. No, it's not fully scripted but enough of what I cover in the blog is in the podcast and vice versa. So there is an element of what is said on the podcast is in the blog and you're not missing out on an awful lot. It's just some terrible jokes for me that I uh, make up in my head as I, as, I, as I deliver the podcast. So what I am going to do is make a commitment that from July, every episode of this podcast going forward will be transcribed. And I'm going to start somewhere of catching up on the previous episodes too. Why am I doing this? Two, three reasons, I think. Number one, I want to make this podcast accessible for all. I want anybody who wants to be able to be part of it to be part of it. Number two, there's a lot of research out there that says actually, Getting it transcribed is really good for your SEO. And guess what SEO will do? It will help you get found and it will help you grow your audience. Ta-da! And last but not least, I've been doing a lot of reading up on accessibility in general and there's a lot more that I could be doing and there's a lot more that I want to be doing and I'm going to try and get this covered off in another episode in the not too distant future about things I can do and things you can do to really really improve accessibility for people in my podcast and wider really the social media that goes with it everything around publishing this podcast I really want to get some um, more knowledge and learn a bit more about it so that's going to come in the not too distant future and if you've got any thoughts on that I'd love to hear them get in touch with me on the social media. You can find me at Charlotte Foster Podcasts on Instagram. I am at CF Podcasts on Twitter. There might be a listening party coming up soon. Keep an eye. And I am Charlotte Foster on LinkedIn. Look after yourself. Next time I speak to you, fingers crossed, I'll have moved house.